podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite Wildcatters, the handsome Bosco boys. Boys. Come on, boys. The boys are back, and it is another QA episode to wrap up the month of May. That's right, another month down. We're a hundred days out from football season. It's going to be a fun time. No grants. I'm doing this solo. Holiday weekend, we're wanting to pre-record this a little bit, so if anything too crazy happens, uh, we're sorry for not touching on it. We 100% will touch on it uh, in the month of June, or if there's anything that drops before the Thursday live show, we will 100% talk about it there as well. Grant dealing with some real life stuff. I tried to scramble and find some folks to join, but again, hey, last second, this is sometimes what happens but we have a lot of great questions and what i'm going to say is grants will answer some of these questions for our next live show over on locker room and we will ask the bonehead so you guys are going to get in on some of your own questions and speaking of locker room every thursday live at 7 p.m we are going live on the locker room app it is a free to use sports talk media platform you can download it you can talk to people like me other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Like I said, free. You can start conversations. You can join conversations. You can watch games together. Once football and basketball season pops off, we are going to have so much fun doing instant reactions and some talks about the games. So get over there to Locker Room. We are having fun over there every Thursday at 7 p.m. Also, NBA playoffs are popping off. And because of that, the number one podcast I listen to every week is Take Line. It is your spot for sports, cultures, and take. It is hosted by an Emmy winner by the name of Jason and the WNBA champion, Renee Montgomery. It's a fast-paced exploration of the NBA and the world of sports and culture. Each week, Jason and Renee will talk about the games, players, controversies, and issues that are both on and off the court. Follow now wherever you listen to podcasts to get Take Line every Tuesday. All right, we're going to get into your questions. These are always a fun podcast. I think this is only the second time I've done one of these alone. Um, not having grants will make it a little bit tougher, but I love your guys' questions. Always love the Ask Bosco questions. And like I said, on Thursday, we are going to just dive into the to my favorite questions from this month with all the boneheads, and we're going to have fun this Thursday, 7 p.m., over on Locker Room. The first one coming from the good chef, Chef Andre Napier. If I could get rid of the pound the stone slogan around the team, what slogan would I go with? I don't mind pound the stone. I really don't. I, I think it's a fine slogan. I think that... Uh, you know, it, it's fine. I think all slogans are pretty stupid. Win the day was at Oregon. Uh, I think I like pound the stone better than win the dang day. 
I like pound the stone better than harping about the 16 goals or the 12 goals, whatever it was, with Bill Snyder. Um, I can't think of a slogan around a team that is actually good. They're all pretty hokey. Um, You know, the all-in Clemson stuff, you know, uh, bring your own guts. All that type of stuff is stupid. I I think pound the stone's different from, like, Emar you know, go cats or just stupid stuff like that. I think of slogan is truly internal, so I don't really mind it. I mean, I, I mean, anyone who knows a good slogan that a football team uses, just just send it in because I don't really know if there are any. Um, so yeah, I, I'm fine with pound the stone. You know, the, the the team seems to resonate. They like handing out those sledgehammers every week, so I think I think pound the stone's fine. Uh, C. Schmidling asks, thoughts on the new Bill Garden at the Bill? We have a couple questions about this. So I like that they're putting in a new beer garden. I I think we've talked about it on this podcast. It, it wasn't really breaking news. I think it was just kind of an official thing, uh, something used to be able to tweet out with a graphic and then also say, hey, sign up for season tickets. I don't the, – the beer garden that is going to be in the – uh, southeast corner of the stadium as part of the new south end zone expansion renovations that's not new news i think it was always talked about during the construction of it so i understand why people ask questions about it um because because it did become like public in a very official way i'm excited for it though uh if you're not gonna have general concession beer sales and even if you do even if we were to have these general concession beers i think it is a fun thing to have different meeting spaces inside the stadium where there's going to be tvs i think in the one in the southeast end zone there's going to be shade i don't think it's going to be indoors um i think it's going to be in the elements some but i I would have to go back and re read the press release i don't think it's said I don't think it's said. I actually let me let me go and look it up if I can find it. But all in all, I, I think it is good to have some of these spots in the stadium where you can have fans meet up, especially when the time comes, because I think it's going to come. I think there's going to be a time where passouts are taken away. I think that there will be a time where you aren't going to be able to leave your uh, leave your seat, go out to the parking lot, and you're you're going to be there. So I think it's going to be important to create some of these spaces inside the stadium where you can go and get a beer. You can go and hang out with your friends that isn't in the concourse. I think it is going to be important whenever it happens to. Uh, to create spots where people can go so you don't have concourse conject or congregation that makes it impossible to get around. So so I found it, it is going to be located in the southeast corner of the stadium beneath the Carl and Mary Ice video board. So it is, I don't think it is going to be enclosed. So I think it's going to be on the ground level instead of elevated. And I also understand, so I don't think, at least based on... Let's see. No, it'll, it'll be a two-tiered space. So I think there will be an upper and lower level. It's going to be able to going to have a view of the stadium 
of the field of play, which I understand why. You want to incentivize people going back to their seats, not just sitting up there the entire time. But I, th- I, I think it is a good move. I think it's not going to be the first space like that they develop. I could see scenarios where, as part of a renovation of the east side in the future, in one of those spots, I think in the future they want to get a spot like that in the uh, north uh, east part and in the northwest. I think eventually you'll see something like that in all the corners of the stadium. So, good question. I'm excited for it. Again, I think the ideal thing would be to have it as a general concession spot, but if you're not going to have it general concession, at least they are expanding spots where you can get it. Um, Next question. Are we overrating Stanford? No. Uh, Stanford, I think this is from the over-under. Stanford's over-under win total is 3.5. They're playing 12 games versus Power 5 and... Uh, Notre Dame. So they're playing a 12-game schedule, all versus power opponents. They lost their quarterback. They lost some pieces on offense. They lost a couple dudes on defense. Um, but I, I, I think it's going to be a tough game. I think them and Nevada, and we talked about it on the live show, and even Southern Illinois, those are all going to be tough games. K-State has a very tough schedule. I And even I said that thing about uh, Stanford playing 12 power f- opponents. According to the ESPN uh, FPI, Football Power Index, K-State has like the 10th toughest schedule in the nation next year. Um, so it's tougher than Stanford's. Uh, but I, I, I think Stanford's going to be tough. I don't know. I, I, I think I think they're the favorites. I, I don't know if I've seen a opening week odds. I thought I saw that they'd be favorites. I would not be surprised. I think it's going to be a two or three point game either way. So I don't think we're overrating them. I, th- I think it's properly. Uh, Chef also asks, after Myers retires, what are you looking for in a new president? That's probably the biggest news that's come out in the K-State world over the last couple weeks. Uh, General Myers is stepping down as the university president. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about higher education. I'm not going to pretend to know anything about what it takes to be a good university president. But I think the number one thing, whoever the next person is, uh, is to reverse the trend of enrollment. It is going down while we're seeing other schools in the state go up. We're seeing peer schools across the country increase enrollment. You have to get aggressive about recruiting and retaining the in-state students and finding pockets of -of out-of-state students where you can go after. I understand the idea of, oh, you're a land-grant school. You have to stay true to that identity. And I I think that is true. I think you need to be able to make sure that if you're a Kansas kid and you graduate from high school, you have a spot at K-State. I think that needs to be true. But uh, you either need to really ramp up the recruiting of those kids and find ways to get them to come to K-State or you're going to have to find elsewhere. I live in Johnson County now. There are a ton of kids who are graduating. They're going to Iowa State. They're going to Arkansas. They're going to Missouri. They're going to Oklahoma State. You have these out-of-state schools that are recruiting this area super hard. And if you're not going to be able to get, you know, 
20,000 in-state kids, you're going to have to find a way to find enrollment elsewhere. So I think that's going to be the number one most important thing. Then also modernizing uh, the the college experience and the college degree at K-State. Again, I don't know how much of that can be done at a university president level, but you're, you're seeing a move towards free community college. You're seeing a move towards tech schools, you're seeing a move towards alternative learning, you have to make sure that K-State's positioned well to evolve with the ever-changing landscape of higher educa- education. So I don't know, I don't know, where, I don't know where to look for those type of people. So I think that has to be an important thing to find. I just, I don't have the magic sauce. Uh, and I hope the Kansas Board of Regents, you know, finds that person. Uh, J underscore Beckman 93. This is a great one. You're granted one K-State fantasy head coach to become true. Brad Underwood for basketball or Brent Venables for football? Which one do you pick? This is a great question. I think I think a lot of people might go Brad or Brent uh, Venables because he has been the white whale for three coaching searches now. But I'm going Brad Underwood. Um, you've seen what he can do. You, you've seen that he can compete at the top of an elite basketball conference. Um and you know what he can accomplish in basketball. We have no idea what Brent Venables can do as a head coach. He's an elite defensive coordinator. He's an elite recruiter, but we we don't know what he could be at football. I would love to hear everyone's thoughts. This is going to be one we talk about on Thursday on the live show, but if you don't want to wait till Thursday, please be sure to tweet it in. Uh, SF Wildcats won with the northwest and southeast corners of the bill now providing alcohol how lame are the northeast and the southwest corners going to be well i think he's wrong because the southwest corner does have uh, alcohol so it is the southwest and the southeast corner the northwest corner has the uh wabash landing or whatever it's called and then there's going to be one of those spots in the southwest corner of the new um shamrock zone but to the public, it is the south uh, west corner is the, uh, I don't even remember what they call it, but there is the public uh, area gathering stop. That was the first beer garden and now the uh, southeast corner as well. So, um, but, but, but like I said, I, I think they're going to get there. I think there's going to be a gathering spot where alcohol can be sold in all four corners soon, but I do think that eventually we are going to see it as a general concession item. Uh, the good chef Andre Napier, would you rather have a street named after you or a building named after you at Kansas State University? Give me a building. Give me a building. Um, I don't really care about street names. If I ever did something or had enough money uh, that would warrant me having a building at Kansas State, I think that would be amazing. Um, so that's what I would go with. SF Wildcats won. How will K-State being a Marxist institution help or hurt the football program? So this is hilarious. And for people who get that reference, um, and, and it was hilarious. It was uh, probably the funniest thing that has happened on K-State Twitter in a really long time. Um, so Joe Matthew or some dude, I don't even... I don't even know his Twitter handle. So he he writes for, uh, yeah, Joe Matthew. He has his own blog, and he does stuff for Heartland College Sports, 
which is a Big 12 blog, but he tweeted out, unfortunately, I don't see that happening. I had three kids go through K-State recently. One is still there. It's a very liberal, then in parentheses, Marxist place now. That's just, that's funny. It's nonsense. Um, And and it just took on a life of its own. It became an instant Twitter meme. And I have to give so much credit to all the funny people on Twitter in this little corner of K-State Twitter. Um, it, it created a lot of good memes. It is very funny. Uh, and people who are on Twitter just kind of missed out on it. it it's just not... Uh, there's no way to convey how funny that meme turned into and what that one tweet created. So it, it is very funny. Kudos to SF Wildcats 1. California Cats are getting that question in. Um California Cats, another one. In a world where conference realignment talks start up again and the Big 12 gets blown up, what conference do you want the Cats in most? That's a great question. Um, I think in a world where if the Big 12 were to blow up tomorrow, I would just want to be wherever the most Big 8 schools are. So currently there is one in the Pac-12, one in the SEC, one in the Big Ten. I would want to be wherever the most of them are. Um, if you're saying all other nine schools got blown up and K-State was the only school left of the Big 12 and none of the other schools existed, I would say Big Ten. Uh, just geography works out. But I would want to be wherever the most Big 8 schools are. If if KU and Oklahoma go to the Big Ten and Oklahoma State and I don't and I know. I, I mean, I think I think the Big Ten would be the only natural one to get multiple Big Eight schools, and so I, I guess Big Ten. But really, I just want to be wherever the most historic uh, rivalries are with folks. I hope it doesn't happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I, I think for something like that to happen, that'd mean the Pac-12 would survive. And I know they just got a new a new commissioner. But the Pac-12 is a mess, so I, I don't think that's going to happen. Um, Chef Andre Napier asked, do you have any at-home pregame rituals? No. Um, I, I I want to make it to all 12 football games this year. I'm, I'm a little nervous. Texas has almost always played a game on Thanksgiving or on uh, the Friday after Thanksgiving. And we should be hearing... We should be hearing schedule announcements any day now. Again, we're, we're recording this early, um, so maybe, I mean, God, it might happen. It might happen later, but I wouldn't be surprised to see the K-State game move to the Friday after Thanksgiving. If that happens, I won't be able to do it, but I've never gone to all 12 games in a year, and I was maybe thinking about trying to make it happen this year. Um, so I, I, I really don't watch enough games at home to really have many rituals, so... Uh, the sh- good chef asks, who is the best-looking athlete in K-State history? I think we've been asked this one before. Um, honestly, I think I think it's Shane Southwell, the Fresh Prince of Manhattan. I think Shane Southwell is probably the best-looking um, athlete in K-State history. Uh, okay, uh, E. Malorado, and he wrote this in Russian. So, again, it goes back to the meme um, of Marxism in Russia. And, again, just just – amazing work by everyone who who did all the memes but he asked what do you want to see in the next university uh president especially in regard to the sports department um that's how it translated out i I think he probably meant athletic department um what i want to see with the next university president is just allow athletics to operate 
how they see fit. I don't want to see honestly any meddling from the athletic or from the university side with the athletic department because the athletic department takes no money from the university side. It takes no money from the students. So as long as that continues to be the case, I don't want to see any of it. If if Gene Taylor and Chris Kleiman decide, hey, they want to completely overhaul the staff, I want them to be able to do that whether or not there's a university-wide hiring freeze or not. I want to see them just completely be left alone as long as they're not taking any money from the university side. Now, in a world where K-State ends up taking money from the university or students again, then I think it is appropriate for the university side, the academic side, to get involved. But as long as they're not doing that, I don't want to see them overriding anything. I understand that the university president needs to probably be involved and at least be on a committee and have like an hour interview with any major coach that's being hired. Um, you, you need to be involved from like a PR type stuff. And I, I don't want them to start acting like the athletic department should be the wild, wild west. But ultimately, I don't think that they should have much say at all. Um, the only thing I would say is whenever the time comes that Gene Taylor retires or Gene Taylor moves on, I want them to be aggressive in finding someone who fits K-State but also uh, has good connections in the sports world. That's something Gene Taylor had. He had been all over the landscape of college athletics. I think he fits the culture. He loves K-State sports. I've seen the guy going crazy during games, basketball games, especially back when my seats were closer to the floor. Um, he, I think he's a great fit. I know a lot of people disagree. I think Gene Taylor has his detractors, and I don't think he's been perfect by any means. But I think he has fit what we need at K-State. And uh, I, I hope that the only real influence, whoever the next university president has, it's just about uh, who he hires as the next athletic director after Gene Taylor. Uh, before we get going, bet online, they're still rocking with us. NBA playoffs are going. Love betting LeBron over points in, and combined assists. The NHL, nothing's more exciting than playoff hockey. So if you want to get in on the action, get over to bet online. They're your online sports book experts. Again, you have all those playoffs going on. You have mixed martial arts. You have boxing almost every weekend. The Royals are starting to get hot again. Get over and bet some baseball all summer long. Bet Online has you covered, and before you know it, they're going to have their overs and unders for the NFL and college football season. Also, Kansas City Stakes. Guys, it's grilling season. It is officially the summer. This episode is the first episode of official summer. They've made it so easy over at KansasCitySteaks.com. If you use promo code SD at checkout, you are getting 10% off and free shipping. I was looking at their butter tender fillets. I got myself a pack and another package of their all-beef hot dogs. I know not everyone likes hot dogs, but trust me, after you have some of their all-beef Angus hot dogs, you are going to be obsessed with them. Use promo code SD for 10% off and free shipping. Okay, uh, SL Keck, you're in charge of constructing the next two NBA teams. What cities do they go to and what colors do they wear and what, what are their mascots? So I would prefer an NHL team in Kansas City, but if you're giving me autonomy, um, I'll take an NBA team. I think they should go with the Kansas City Scouts, take the uh, old NHL name. I think it's a great name. The mascot is, uh, you know, the scout statue, Native American riding a um, horse. Again, I that that might that might be a little tough in today's um, 
climate doing Native American mascot. So actually, I'll take that back. I don't know if that would fly. So let's go with um, man, because the Kansas City Kings was a good one. I, I don't know. That's tough. No, I'm going with Kansas City Scouts, and I I would hope to make it work. I'd I'd want everything to be respectful. I I just love that old. NHL logo, the Kansas City Scouts. I love that statue right there. It's, I mean, relatively close. You can see the Sprint Center or the Team Mobile Center from that mascot. Um, colors blue, yellow, red. Um, so that's what I would go with. And then I would just go with Vegas. I think Vegas and just be the Vegas uh, Hot Shots. I don't know. That, that seems like a pretty stupid NBA name. But Vegas is becoming, you know, a big-time sports city, and I, I, I think everyone likes going to away games in Vegas. They have great arenas. Their colors would be gold and black, just like the Vegas Knights. So that's what I'm going with. I I don't know if that, that's good or not, um, but that's what I'm going with. Cats by 92. Floor and ceiling for football and basketball team for the upcoming year. Floor for K-State football is four wins. The ceiling is nine, and that is all uh, no postseason. So four and four and eight is the floor. Nine and three is the ceiling. Basketball, I think the floor is under five hundred, and the ceiling's twenty wins. Um, I'll probably have a better feel for basketball a little bit closer, but I think like the floor would be. I mean, how many games are played these days? Like thirty-two, like sixteen and uh, like fourteen and eighteen is the floor. Ceiling is 20 and 12. I don't think they'll do much better than that, which that'll put you right on the bubble. So we'll see. Um, SL Keck, how much money would it take for you to retire tomorrow? This is a great one. I've thought about this quite a bit, actually. I think for me to retire tomorrow, I would say I would say $1.7 million. I'd, I'd, feel, I'd feel comfortable. I'd feel safe. Um, I would need your definition of retire. If if I could find loopholes where I could work like fifteen to twenty hours a week at a brewery and getting paid, you know, whatever a bartender at a brewery makes or a substitute teacher or something like that, um, I would maybe go. I, I would definitely go lower. I would definitely go lower. But my thought process is, is I would want a big enough chunk where I could instantly just pay off my house and then. Uh, have like $60,000 for the rest of this year and then put the rest of it in, in in like an index fund and just take out the interest every year or the return rate of return every year, time value money. Like honestly, if, if I went pure time value money, I didn't have to think about taxes, insurance or anything, even like a, a million dollars, one, $1 million, one, yeah, $1 million plus 60,000, uh, post tax, I actually think I could make it work. I spent some time actually thinking about this one, but you know, you have to worry about health insurance, some other stuff. Um, I think one point seven, I would be set. I would, I would, I would easily. I think I would easily be able to retire and be disciplined with that money, and make it work. So one point seven is like my no doubt number. Um, if you're letting me do an exercise where there is no consequences, uh, one million dollars plus sixty thousand might be my bet number so SL Keck with another one favorite superhero and favorite superhero villain uh superhero I, I'd probably go I, I like Captain America from the Marvel stuff I like uh Christian Bale's version of Batman 
Um, if we're going for villains, Killmonger from Black Panther, Thanos was a great supervillain, um, and then the Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker. Those are mine. Um, but I, I, I'm not a comic book guy. I don't know enough about the lore, so I'm purely on uh, the movies. So that's where I would go. Uh, rank the Big 12 football coaches from KSU Railroader. I would go Lincoln Riley 1. I would go... Mm, if Lincoln Riley 1. Gundy 2. Patterson... Three, Kleiman four, Campbell five. Oh, Sark six. Dave Aranda seven. Leopold eight. Matt Wells nine. Oh no, Neil Brown is fifth, right behind Kleiman. Then Matt Wells is last. Uh, yeah, I think that's where I go. This is another one we'll ask. We'll ask everyone on Thursday. That's a good one. CBS is in love with. Lance Leopold and I just don't see it. Um, will Deuce have a sophomore slump this year, or will he exceed expectations? I don't. I don't think. I don't think he will exceed. I don't think he will have a slump. I think he's going to be about what we think he is. I think he'll be around a thousand all-purpose yards. I think he'll be pretty evenly split between rushing and receiving. I think he'll be our number one or number two leading rusher, and I think he'll be our number. Two or number three receiver. I think I think that is what Deuce is going to be. As long as there are other weapons around us, that's where he's going to be. I, I think he honestly had way too much responsibility and too much weight to bear last year. Um, but I don't think it'll be a slump. He, he, he'll, he'll probably have worse sl- stats, but I don't think it's going to be a slump. Um, M. Harris 04, would you let Jamie Pollard live with you in your house for the next year if it would guarantee we beat Iowa State in football every year for the next 10 years and win a Big 12 championship? Yes, but Jamie Pollard is just the biggest whining bitch ever. Um, I would hate it, but I would 100% do that. Sign me up. Uh, Mitch Harris, favorite songs of all time. Hero by Enrique Iglesias. Absolutely love that song. Uh, Mr. Brideside by the Killers. I don't have great music taste. Um, Buy You a Drink by T-Pain. And then there's also this acoustic cover that I really like. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I I don't have great music taste. All the boy band stuff. Everybody by uh, the Backstreet Boys. Love that. Love me some Britney Spears as well. But I, I don't have great music taste. But Hero by Enrique Iglesias is the top song of all time. Uh, Mitch Harris, again, if you had to pick one football game this season to win by four touchdowns and one to lose by by four touchdowns, what games are you going with? I'm going to say beat Iowa State by four touchdowns. Um, and then if you're straight up telling me we have to lose a game by 28, I'm going to choose Oklahoma. Um, I think they're going to absolutely wreck us this year. Um, I just don't think that – I don't think we can beat them three years in a row. So I'm taking, I'm beating Iowa State by four touchdowns. I, and I guess in theory I could say beat Oklahoma by four touchdowns. But if you're saying you have to lose the game by four touchdowns, Oklahoma's the only one that wouldn't suck. So that's what I'm going with. Um, college football 12. First three games are brutal, but OU and the Charlie Brown motherfuckers at home makes me feel a little bit better. Can you imagine an undefeated or one-loss team versus number two Oklahoma? I feel like the bill would be rocking uh, if we get off to a good non-con start. Uh, it will be crucial. If if we if we have that, it'll be rocking. But again, 
We have to go to Stillwater. We have that tough non-con. I don't see undefeated. I could see one loss, and I think that would be a lot of fun. I think it would be a fun game. Uh, but undefeated, it would be unreal. It would be unreal. That would be so much fun. David G underscore 1392, my friend from uh, UTSA. Who do you think would be easier to beat in football, UTEP or UTSA? And why is the correct answer UTEP? UTEP sucks. Dana Dimmel has not gotten them going. UTSA is a bull contender. Um, I love my road runners. I love you, David. Uh, UTEP sucks. Go runners. Meep, meep. Uh, A Pogue or AS Pogue. Um, what Big 12 school would beat Topeka if you're doing Big 12 cities as Kansas? What cities would the other nine be? This is a good one. I, I We might have to come back to this one. I None of them would be Topeka. I'm from Topeka. I like Topeka. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to play that game. It, it's a fun one. I mean, you know, Texas would be Leewood. Oklahoma would be Overland Park. TCU would be Shawnee. I mean, K-State would be Manhattan. KU would be Lawrence. You're already there. Um... Baylor would be Wichita. Lubbock would be... Actually, Lubbock would be Wichita. It's basically the same city. Oh, that's a good one. I'll come back to that, but I'm not going to throw Topeka under the bus, Alex. I'm a Topeka cat. More of Sean. Chances, uh, you already talked about them, but who do we think of the rookie NFL K-Staters are in good spots? He's rooting for his dude, A.J. Parker. I think A.J. Parker could make an NFL roster. I think Elijah Sullivan got one of the highest guaranteed deals amongst uh, NFL free agents out in San Francisco, so I think that's a good spot. Um, Briley Moore, there's a lot of rookie tight ends, so that one might be tough. But I think Elijah Sullivan and A.J. Parker, they might have the best shot. Um, we got a few from Evan D. Shanelanelak and a couple more. Uh, so Evan's first one, what are your thoughts on Harley Day? If you could make a theme day at Bill Snyder Family Statement and take one away, which would you get rid of? I like Harley Day. It's fine. I wouldn't get rid of it. Honestly, you'll hate this. But I, Band Day just doesn't do it for me. I just don't care about Band Day. Again, I, I had a lot of fun talking with Ross about the band, but I don't care about Band Day. It's not a bad day, um, but I, I don't care about Band Day. And I don't even know how mu- how many times we do Band Day anymore. Um, uh, if I could add one. I would, I would just do like an all-in throwback day, throwback graphics, throwback jerseys, um, bring back as many former lettermen as possible. So that's what I would do. Um, worst advice I've ever followed. <sighs> worst advice I've That's a good one. I... I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I've gotten a lot of good advice. Um, worst advice I ever... Download Twitter. Downloading Twitter was the worst advice I ever got. Absolutely addicted. Uh, which K-State athlete, former or current, should join the Fast and the Furious franchise? Uh, Devin Ankle. Devin Ankle would be amazing in a Fast and Furious movie. That's a great one by Evan. That'll be another one we ask everyone. What is your favorite pair of KSU athletes that wore the same number, different positions or sports, i.e. Blake Lynch and Skylar Thompson works with 10, uh, DJ Reed, Cartier Jada with 2, but Colin Klein and Michael Bishop don't count because of 7? I would go uh, Michael Bishop and Josh Buell with 7. That's a great one. Um, yeah, I think that actually might be it. 
yeah, I, I think those are those are great ones. Lots of great number twos throughout the year. Um, yeah, but I think that's what I'm going to go with. Michael Bishop and Josh Buell during my formative years. Uh, if the team finishes 6-3 and three in conference by this year, do you prefer winning early gauntlet with bad losses down the stretch or early with a f- strong finish? I'm going to say strong finish just because we, we had that good start this year and a bad finish, and that just kind of creates a lot of uh, bad taste in your mouth throughout the entire offseason. So I'd say underperforming early but finishing strong. Uh, Evan, it, final one from Evan. If you can take Deuce's stats from last year from 10 games and spread them across 12, so less yards per game, do you take that right now or let fate decide? No, I'm going to take that right now just because, again, I think there are going to be, I think with Joe Irvin back, I think with Cartier Wright allegedly starting to figure it out, I think you're going to have more talented running backs behind him this year. No shade at Harry Trotter, but I think that you're going to have more of that and you're going to have a healthy Skylar Thompson um, distributing the ball. So I think you're going to see all the wide receivers be better. Again, I think you are you have some hope for some of the wide receivers starting to figure it out. Um, you have hope that between Sammy Wheeler and Amater Bebe, one of them is going to be healthy all season long. So I think you take that right now. I think anyone who doesn't take that would be – I don't think that'd be smart. I think you definitely take that. Great question from Evan. Um, two more, Casey Railroader and then Walker. Um, which is more likely to happen? The football team gets 10 wins this season. Jared Kanak commits to K-State or the basketball team making the second weekend of the tournament. Um, Jared Kanak is the least likely. Jared Kanak is not going to be at K-State. He is accumulating the best offer list in the history of Kansas athletes. Uh, Alabama offered. Clemson's going to offer. He has so many offers. He's not coming to K-State. The staff did a great job identifying him early. They tried to press on him to commit. Um, He didn't. Good for him. He's going to have his choice of schools. I think he ends up at Clemson. He's not coming. K-State basketball is not making the second weekend. I think they can make the tournament. They're not going to make it to the second weekend. I could see K-State winning 10 games, especially if you include the bowl. I think that's the ceiling. I think that's a the ceiling for this team. I think they can go 6-3 and three in Big 12 play. I think they can win all three of their non-con games, and I think they can win a bowl. So I'm, I'm going to say 10 wins. That's easy. Um, if anyone disagrees, if anyone thinks any of the other ones are more likely, let me know which one you'd like. Then the final one, which Big 12 school outside of K-State have the cleanest uniforms away and home? They can be different teams. Bonus, if there was a change you can make to our current uniforms, what might they be? Texas has the best road uniform, the Stormtrooper Whites. And I actually think Oklahoma has the best home with cream or with the uh, you know crimson, crimson with the white pants. So that, that's what it'd be. If I can make one change to our current uniforms, honestly, it would just be um, changing out the decals a little more often. Um, I like the script cats. I think Sailor Willie would be cool, and I think it could look cool on the silver helmets as well. But it would be do decals, I would say, two or three games where you don't do the power cat or maybe oversized power cat with the number on the other side. Uh, Just something with the details and just doing the whites that you have more often. Um, We didn't see them at all last year. I think slash hope we'll see some whites this year. So we'll see. Um, Those are all the questions, though. Great questions this week. We are going to be asking some of these live on the – 
locker room show this Thursday. Grant will give his answers. Tweet in if you don't want to wait till Thursday with some of these answers. Um, but we love you guys. We're getting even closer. Summer's finally here. It's the worst month of the year, but it's here. I hope everyone's enjoying their long weekend. Um, and, yeah, great questions. We'll be doing this again at the end of June, but you can always pre-submit them using the hashtag AskBosco. Uh, we love you guys. If Grant was here, he'd say meet me at the cat head. Uh, but he's going to say love you guys, be good to one each other, and we'll talk to you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.